0: I'm ready.
1: All right, so that was the opening music to Stormy Weather, released in 1943 by 20th Century Fox and directed by Andrew Stone and starring... just lost my notes. Oh, goodness.
0: Oh, there's a host, a host of people in the film. Lena Horne, Bill Robinson, Cab Calloway, Fats Waller, Dooley Wilson, on and on. Yeah, how the the, wonderful the cast. Nicholas
1: Brothers. Wow, I was blown away by that. Oh, by that yeah, the Nicholas,
0: How could I forget them? Oh, well, Bill Robinson was outstanding in his career, too. So
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, and you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the Internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net. And in Facebook, just search for classicmoviereviews.net. net. And in Apple Podcasts, if you search for classic movie reviews, you'll find us, and I think we're the first one that pops up, but in, in any event, we're the one with the black and white logo with the uh, film reel. And I'm Matt Johnson, and I'm recording from windy, stormy North Bend. We had a huge windstorm last night. It's kind of one of those storms where it, it shakes the house so much that you, that I start to wonder whether the house might just blow over. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I remember one time uh, when I was there, One year you had a barbecue, like a Weber barbecue, and it was going down the street. It was a block and a half down the street because of the wind. Yeah, it
1: blew from my backyard. Never a good thing. Across the side yard, down the front yard, into the street, down the streets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Uh, and this is Bob Johnson uh, coming in from uh, Los Angeles where we're having... Winter weather, but nothing like uh, the winds that you're getting. And I want to welcome everybody back to uh, classic movie reviews and stormy weather, which seems apropos of your wind that you're having. Yeah, no kidding. Um, what a film! It was made. It was made by a 20th Century Fox, and it was a very successful film. Uh, made uh, quite a bit of money. The director uh, had a long and successful career, and he did um, a lot of dramatic movies. Uh, and I, I wrote down a couple that I've seen that are very good. One is a Doris Day 1956 movie called Julia, where she's married to um, her new husband, who she suspects a- after a while uh, is guilty of a murder. And then there's another one uh, with Joseph Cotton from 1952 called Ban- called uh, Steel Trap, where he steals a million dollars from his bank and it's the story of what he goes through it's both are very good so he had he had a good career uh i didn't find anything on what uh what went into his selection for the directing of this movie but i i do know that in those years because of segregation in the uh in the industry and in the country the uh crew on these films would have pr- been predominantly white it's got over a dozen uh songs and, and musical numbers so
1: yeah i think it was upwards of 20 and in fact i think the plot of the movie is just simply a means to string together the musical numbers really i mean it's just one long uh set of musical numbers that are tied together with uh, a little bit of dialogue and, and a little bit of kind of romant- romantic drama uh, but it's very tame there's really no ur- there's yeah, really is. no urgency or 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 real drama that happens uh, in the movie from a plot standpoint. Anyway, I had the
0: same takeaway from it. Uh, I felt the same way uh, as I watched it. I did uh, read that it was sort of very loosely based on the life of Bill Bojangles Robinson, who in the film is Bill Williamson, and uh, his World War II experience, and then sort of how he. Uh, move through the uh, different jobs and locations he had when when he was uh, performing, but I think that's a that's a stretch. Was it his
1: World War One experience? Because it kind of opens up with them coming home from yes, World, World, World War One, I, and uh, they have the the movie opens up with Bojangles. Well, Bill Bill Williamson is the character in the movie. Uh, kind of on this front porch of this uh, house with all these little kids and he's dancing and they're dancing and then Bill, one of the little girls goes to get the mail. Uncle Bill! Uncle Bill! There's your picture! That's sure, Uncle now, Bill! what do you Uncle, know? Uncle Bill? Well, look at this! Read it, Uncle Bill! What does it say, Uncle Bill? Why, well, it say, Dear Bill, Jim Europe would have been proud of you. Signed Extra major, noble system. Who's Jim Europe, Uncle Bill? Jim Europe? Why, he had the greatest band in the world, attached to the 15th Regiment. Didn't I never tell you that? No, No, Uncle Uncle Bill! Why, we was under fire for 191 days straight. Yes, sir! And our Regiment was decorated with the quarter gear. You don't say, Uncle Bill. Why, children, I remember when we come back from France in 1918, the flags was flying, people were cheering. And then he starts to reminisce about the last 25 years of his life and, it, and the first thing that he talks about is coming back from World War one and they I think they showed some actual footage of a parade uh, through New York uh, of folks coming back from the war did that look that looked really real to me
0: yeah that was that was uh, I, I'm sure that was actual news field news uh, real coverage from the return of the troops in nineteen eighteen. And that sort of begins our film, and he has a a, a good friend in the movie, Dooley Wilson, uh, who plays, oh boy, here we go, where's Dooley? Uh,
1: Gabe Tucker. Gabe, Gabe is kind of the, he's kind of the huckster, right? Like he's he, he wants to pretend like he's got tons of money and he's got um, all the wherewithal in the world.
0: Yep, that's the guy. <laughs> he's, he, uh, boy, he had an interesting career. It's hard for me to talk about the movie, and at the same time be thinking about the career of all these various uh, musical uh, people, actors, and so forth, because they, they all had very successful careers within the context of that time, Right, which was quite different than today. In fact, watching this movie at my age, going back that long ago, it's, it's at times um, almost surreal to realize that this was – this was kind of Hollywood's take on trying to make a, a full-length feature film uh, with African-American actors and um, and the music, and to realize just what's changed in that seventy, what seventy-five years since it was made, how far it's come and how far it still needs to go. I just well, I kept I, thinking of
1: the movie Black Panther and how that was celebrated as such a breakthrough. Oh yes, and oh, having yes. such a uh, strong cast you know cast of black characters Um, and I was contrasting that with this movie where this movie all of the actors are portrayed as their caricatures of what white America I think thought black people should be like at the time it's 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 sort of a a Mobius strip of of layers of trying to like unravel what we're seeing on the screen
0: yeah, and it's hard to view it 75 years after it was released without thinking about all that was going on at that time. And later, the country was segregated. I did a little research. Uh, I won't dwell on a lot of this, but in 1943, the year that the film was released, there were huge race riots in Detroit, Los Angeles, Mobile, and Beaumont, Texas. The one in Detroit got to be so bad that they, the U.S. government had to send in 6,000 troops to uh to uh, restore peace so that's going on at this time you, you would never have any inkling that that was occurring when you watch this movie
1: no this movie this movie sort of exists in this little bubble of, of fantasy where all the characters are pretty happy you know and and they they all sort of uh are doing what they seem to love to do with the dancing and the singing and and everything kind of works out for them within the context of of what they're doing in in the film you know their their shows and and their careers so yeah it's 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 a strange it's a strange feeling to watch it and know all the other things that were going on um outside of this film i did a lot more research on this movie than i have in the last few episodes and and i read an article Uh, which I'll link to, we'll link to all these in our show notes, but the the quote is, according to a February 1943 editorial in California Eagle, William Grant Still, who was a famous African-American composer, was hired as the film's music supervisor, but resigned, and this is his quote, because his conscience would not let him accept money to help carry on a tradition directly opposed to the welfare of 13 million people. And then in the editorial still accused the studio of labeling Negro music and dancing as cruder and rougher than the quality numbers that he was producing and that his musical arrangements were thus unrealistic. So that's, I think that's a great sort of look at how people in the industry that were trying to really make progress for black actors and, and entertainers sort of viewed this take on it from the studio.
0: Wow! Yeah, that'll be a good. I, I have not read that one. I had another one that I'll also send to you to put on as a link. the uh, The name of the article is "The Early Years—The uh, Dash, the Portrayal of Minorities in Hollywood in in the Hollywood Film Industry," uh, written in two thousand seven. So I'll, I'll send that along. Have I was about to say if I set aside all of that, which is almost impossible to do. When I when I watch these performers, so many of them went on, in my mind, to be so excellent in their crafts. Lena Horn, Fats Waller, Bill Robinson, many Cab many Callow- more. Of Cab, Cab Calloway, Cab, Cab. Calloway, yeah, <laughs> Cab Calloway. There thus there, there were about twenty musical numbers in the in the uh, movie. Four of them really stand out to me as being. Uh, illustrative of the kind of music uh, that was being performed by these uh, these folks, "Ain't Misbehavin'" by Fats Waller, "I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby" by Lena Horne, "Stormy Weather," of course, by Lena Horne, oh, Lena Horne, and then "Jump and Jive" with Cat Cow. Oh Cat man, Ray I love that one! And the Nicholas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, a quote I read about that number near the end of the film: there, there were the two the brothers did their routine. Fred Astaire said that was the most well-done musical number ever put on film, musical dance number ever put on film. And uh, Mr. Astaire, in a movie called Swing Time, uh, which was made after the uh, uh, death of Bill Robinson, did a dance where he danced uh, against the silhouette, uh, three silhouettes of, of Mr. Robinson, In the movie *Swing Time*, so, you know, even even those things still can't make it seem real to me or 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 reflective of the time. But
1: well, I think if you like, so I I liked what you said. If you can put, if you can just set aside all the stuff that we've talked about so far, and just just watch the film and the and the the musical numbers and the and the dancing, I loved it. Like I loved the The musical numbers, you, you the four you mentioned were amazing, but I have to say that every single one I was enthralled with. and I was laughing, and there were some parts where I was even like clapping to myself because I just was so happy by the exuberance and the, the the amazing talent that I was witnessing. And some of the numbers, like the the, the right before the stormy weather uh, number, they're in the dressing room. And they start talking. They start talking jive, and it was it was Cab Calloway, and I think Dooley Wilson, may maybe. I'm not sure who the, but it was definitely Cab Calloway.
0: Yes, it was. It
1: was Dooley, and Bill Robinson's character was like he didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, it seemed like old times. <laughs> Why, well,
0: Tink give. Well, if a solid sender. What do you know, Pop? Give me some skin. Mella. Now, lay your record, Jack. Say, this cat ain't hept to the jive. Stop beating up your chops to him. No, ain't that a brain down. That's the wrong riff, Jack. Say, what the devil
1: are you two fools talking about? We're talking jive. He says he's glad to see you and he wants to shake your hand. Solid. Righteous. Crazy they were wearing, they were wearing zoot suits and they, it just felt so like some of the dance numbers felt so modern to me. And I, and I was thinking of that show. So you think you can dance? And I thought, boy, some of the numbers that I'm seeing here would, would fit perfectly on that show. They, 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 they seem timeless or they seem modern at least.
0: The um, yeah, the music is out, is, is wonderful in it. And um, there's so much of it. I'm, I'm watching it. I, I, I must admit, I think I saw this movie. Oh, probably when i was in college it'd been a long time ago uh, completely different time but um i i was blown away and 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 stunned when those two black actors are doing are going to do blackface
1: oh wow yeah that was a surprise in the movie. that was a surprise
0: i, I was like <laughs> they had a routine involving an old model t ford or something like that and i was I, 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 I shocked would not be a, a an understatement for me I just didn't see that coming and didn't remember it from when I watched it fifty years ago
1: i yes. I, I I don't even know how to feel about it like i i'm so confused- i'm so confused by that like i i know we talked about it last time and we talked about it during the jazz singer and I would never ever have expected a movie with an all-black cast, and the audience for that number were, were all-black people. So I, I'm i still sort of like trying to figure out what to think about that. I know. Uh,
0: well, it, it, for me, I, I actually... I, I know I'm jumping ahead here because the story moves um, uh, Bill Williamson through his life uh, and and on into Hollywood and the success he had there and, and how he finally... uh, He and Lena Horne are are very deeply in love and and all of that. So it's a love story and a travel through time, uh, his life story. But uh, it's hard for me to separate the music, which to me is a 10, and the story, which is, (laughs) to me, about a 5. You know, it's... it's, uh I feel like I'm schizophrenic when i when I talk about this film yeah it's another it's another um, one where
1: i'm I'm totally split on my review like the the musical numbers and the music is a ten like you said, and then the the story and some of the some of the ways that I felt about how the characters were portrayed was sort of like a four yeah like a three or a four even but what you just said about how it's kind of a, a review of his life. So maybe that maybe that blackface number came out came up in the story at a time when that was just a very sort of quote unquote normal thing in entertainment. Uh and so that's just something that people did. Like it 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 would even be something that black people would have done, you know, in in their shows. So I guess that's probably the best explanation I could come up with. <laughs> For why it's in there?
0: Well, what I've done to to really kind of make some sense out of the the beauty of the music is I looked up how these people progress later in life, like Lena Horne. She did over 40 record albums. It was in 24 films. Was uh, very involved in the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s. Uh, Made an excellent Western movie with Richard Widmark. Death of a Gunfighter in 1969, and really moved on to much success. Bill Robinson, unfortunately, this was his last movie. He died in 1949. Cab Calloway, I can't remember seeing him in the Blues Brothers movie from 1980. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he, was, he had a huge routine there. Catherine Durham, the, uh, the uh, dancer, choreographer, was world-renowned. She had her own troupe of dancers and went all over the world and was instrumental in Brazil in getting a law change there in 1951 having to do with uh, equal accommodations in hotels. Uh, They passed the law following a a terrible incident she had there in Rio. Uh, Then the law said it was a felony to discriminate against people on the basis of race in hotel accommodations. Hmm. Fats Waller hugely successful. He died at an early age, uh, at the age of 39, but at his funeral in New York City, there were over 4,000 people in attendance. Wow. At his funeral. And then the Nicholas Brothers, holy cow, I mean...
1: Wasn't that amazing? It, yeah. I, I was... Like, oh, I had read that yeah. quote from Fred Astaire before watching it, and I, I kept waiting, and I didn't realize this was going to be the last number, so it was... What a, what a finale. Wow. Uh, but... When they were dancing, I was just, I had to watch it, I think I watched it three different times. It really lives up to the hype.
0: Oh, it does. And when they, f- the finale where they're going down those stairs at the, at the end of their routine. And doing the splits. Wow. Oh, man. The splits, yeah, all the, way, all the way down. Nancy was telling me that uh, one of the brothers for a time uh, lived out at the Motion Picture and Television Fund in retirement. Uh, in his later life, and then the last of the people that I made a note on, Dooley Wilson had a had a major uh, role in Casablanca. He was oh yeah, that's where he's yep. In 1942, he was Sam, the piano player. But he did a lot of different movies. He did over 20 films. Uh, unfortunately, he died. He was 67, but he died in 1953, I believe it was so. And the music by Harold Arlen was was not too shabby either yeah i
1: I downloaded the uh soundtrack from apple music after watching the movie i've been listening to it on and off and it's it's just fantastic i i love the um the diggity
0: um digga digga do
1: digga digga do yeah i love that song that's such a great (laughs) such a great song
0: Digga digga do digga do digga digga do digga do I'm so very digga digga too by nature. If you don't say digga digga too you make sure don't lose a papa so if you want to be in She is such a, a wonderful entertainer, Fleena Horn, mm-hmm. I tell you I can remember seeing her back way up into the eighties, nineteen eighties on television. A lot. So she was ninety two when she
1: passed. So another another scene that I liked and um the I'll link to this review as well uh, but it's it's uh mirror mirrorfilm.org m i r M-I-R-R-O-R r o r O-R-G. there's a piece on there from 2010 where uh this filmmaker reviews stormy weather and the name of the name of the article is race in film stormy weather and she makes a point that the the scene on the the riverboat yes when uh bill williams and uh gabe tucker are headed to i forget which city they're headed to memphis i think and
0: uh it was yeah because they were going to go to beale street yeah
1: beale street well, well, Bill Williamson's character has just finished doing some chores on the boat. He comes down these steps and he collapses on this pile of cotton b- bales. And... Man, and ain't nobody in the world can get me on my feet again until we hit Memphis, unless this boat sinks. I'm tired, too.
0: And if I never see a bale of cotton no more in life,
1: that'll be too soon. And then he, then he hears this minstrel music coming from somewhere on the boat, and immediately he sort of like is re energized and is ready to go dance. And then he heads, heads to find the minstrel group. What's that?
0: Must be them traveling minstrel boys got on in New Orleans.
1: <laughs> Does this amazing tap dance number, and. The ending of it they're all jumping up straight up and down. There's like five of them jumping straight up and down. It's so cool looking and modern looking and that uh, and I agree with this review the the woman who reviewed this is uh, named Cartina Richardson says that that perfectly encapsulates kind of the movie where um, it it doesn't really matter if you're tired like our our view of these characters is that, well, if, if there's a chance to dance or sing, that's what they're all about. Like That's what their life is, is all about, the dancing and the singing. And that's really the only thing that we see about them their lives in the film. Um, and uh, little glimpses here and there of maybe outside of that, but, but really not much. So I, I really like that scene. It's a, it's a good illustrative scene for, for the film.
0: It is. I I, it it captured. Yeah, she's done a nice job of capturing that. I agree with you too. I still, I'm still left. Uh, It was a big hit. Uh, I I imagine it. I don't know that it ever came out and re-released. I saw it at the university when I was going to school there, probably part of a film class or something.
1: It was re-released in the eighties.
0: Oh. Long after I saw it. Well, my rating
1: on it is a ten for
0: the music and a five for the, the story. So I guess what is that? Seven and a half. <laughs> it's Probably a seven.
1: Yeah. There's
0: another movie that was also made in 1943 uh, by MGM called Cabin in the Sky. Again, I've seen it, but uh, 50 years ago. I don't know. I can't compare this to that because it's too long ago that I saw that. Yeah. But but this one left me sort of I don't know, very very confused and perplexed by how we viewed these people that were the characters in the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I I don't even know how to rate this movie, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. I loved I loved. It made me happy, the, the musical numbers and the singing and the dancing and the exuberance of... of you could tell that they just loved their craft. Um, the portrayal of some of the characters I found to be confusing and so that, that, that blackface number really threw me for a loop. Um, I wish that there had been more development of, of their characters so that we ca- kind of got to know them a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll go with a seven, kind of split between my my two feelings of the film.
0: I would recommend that, that people watch it because if it if the effect on anybody is like it was on me, it makes you want to find out more about what in the world was going on in our past, and it, it re-energized my interest in some of the history in the Civil Rights Movement. So in that sense I'm 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 glad that we selected it. But I came away from it sort of sadly and oddly depressed.
1: Yeah, I think that's it's almost unfair to rate this film. I I, I, I I'm still struggling with that seven, but I'm just gonna go with it because I I would mm-hmm. definitely watch it again and I would recommend people watch it. And I think it does raise a lot of questions and feelings that should be explored more. So to kind of continue that trend, you found a movie that you wanted to watch next that I think is, is pretty, pretty timely.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I just happened to watch real early this morning, and I'm recording it because I didn't get to watch all of it, a movie from 1949 that was uh, produced and distributed by MGM, Border Incident with Ricardo Montalban. And George Murphy, uh, Mr. Murphy was later a uh, senator from California in the 1960s, I believe. And the film, from what I saw this morning, I had not seen it before, is about the the, uh, secretive crossing of the border between Mexico and U.S., of Mexican farm workers and how organized criminals were uh, involved in putting together groups of these people, bringing them across the border so that they could essentially be uh, farm laborers. Uh, And and they had no leverage because they were illegally here. And the, uh, for lack of a better word, the bad people involved in this were using them to their advantage. Uh, And Ricardo Montalban and George Murphy both play federal agents that are uh, attempting to... uh, infiltrate and find out more about how to stop this and I'm thinking this was 1949 so we're talking basically 70 years ago and uh immigration illegal immigration across the border was an issue strong enough that it was made into a movie yeah so I'm I'm interested in watching it in, in its entirety and we found a a link so you could watch it and maybe we could we could do that and then I had another one that was about the Japanese internment camps. But I I don't know if we want to do a string of these, one after the other, or maybe mix it up a little more.
1: Well, let's see how we feel after this about next one. Our history. Yeah. Yeah, about, about the <laughs> this history is going to turn into a political movie review podcast uh, if we're not careful. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: right. I'm very careful not to get into that. We've 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 tried to avoid that.
1: I would say we don't shy away from social issues, but we try to stay away from some of the political stuff. Although, yeah, as much as as much, as much although as you that's can. that's probably impossible. So
0: I guess we're we're settled on border incident for our next podcast. And for those of you that may not remember Ricardo Montaban, he was in charge of Fantasy Island on ABC in the nineteen seventies.
1: Well, and and. We can never forget his role as Khan in Star Trek.
0: I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her. My room for all eternity in the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. Khan! Khan! Oh, that's right! The Wrath of Khan from 1982, the best Star Trek movie ever made. I, I, I'm not going to argue.
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. I, I've never been able to figure out if that was really his own chest or some kind of an artificial uh, costume that he wore.
1: Let's do a let's do a little research. We'll get we'll report back in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave everybody in suspense.
0: Yeah. Oh, my. All right. All right. Well, that, that was stormy
1: weather and uh, a complicated movie for sure. And coming to you from rainy, stormy, wintry North Bend, this is Matt Johnson.
0: And this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles and wishing you happy movie
1: watching and happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year, everybody. Everybody dance.
0: It really works. It really
1: works. It
0: really moves about.
1: But the wheels are in motion. We're gonna figure it out. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Oi, oi, oi. My, my, ain't that something? A skidily, boop, di, 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 bop. Hear me shout. My, my, ain't that something? Ain't that something to shout about? My, 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 my. Come to shine.